0: Well, while that's happening, uh, the gang, Rutherford, Mariner, Tandy, Boimler, are eating in the mess slash ten forward. I'm going to call it seven forward from now on. I won't remember that. Why seven? I don't know. I just feel like it's a smaller ship. So it would be on a lower level. I don't know. And they find out they're all they've all been signed up for anomaly consolidation duty, ACD. Uh, which basically Mariner describes as trash day. It's essentially everything that people bring back from missions that is sort of like too dangerous to simply throw away or, or like to replicate away. Uh, they have to go along and collect weird artifacts and things like that. Uh, Mariner hates it. Rutherford describes this dangerous science trash. But Tendi thinks it's going to be super fun. She's very excited about it. Boimler is excited to do whatever because he's Boimler. Then he has a big pratfall as he's getting up from the table and spills everything on his tray all over himself. And everyone laughs. They have a great time. As Boimler's walking away to put his stuff away, he is uh, sort of like, hey, Boimler, over to a table uh, with a bunch of people in the command track. uh, Namely, their, their ringleader is this person named Ensign Casey. And they want to invite him to a club called the Red Shirts. Oh, my dear. And they basically, what they do is they help each other get promotions and, you know, they're just like all trying to help each other. Be It's like a weird frat, like a weird, awful frat. And they say there's an acting captain's duty up for grabs later that day that only the Red shirts know about. And they can pull some strings and help Boimler do it. But he's got to do ACD. And they say, no, no worries. We can get you out of that. And they want Boimler to be able to carry himself like a leader. So Boimler, ever the follower until it really counts, basically goes and follows Uh, meanwhile, Ransom and Kayshawn are the ones who are talking with the prisoner, Rumdar, who wants, uh, asylum. And Rumdar's like, I want to see your defensive shields and your defensive schematics and how your force field works. And then Kayshawn pulls Ransom aside and he's like, you think this guy is trying to, uh, be a spy, basically? And they're like, yeah, he's taking photos with his wrists. They call down the Freeman and say, like, I think this, this guy asking for, for, uh, asylum is is probably just a spy. She says, "You know what? See if you can get information out of him while you keep him talking." So they they try to do that. Meanwhile, uh, ACD anomaly consolidation duty is happening. Uh, Tendy and Mariner and Rutherford are moving around. They go to Ransom's room. They find some unlabeled crystals. They find a big frog skull, which Rutherford drops and then inhales, and he begins to swell. And they use wrist paste to put him back together. Boyan was hanging out with the red shirts and they're basically asking him really ridiculous questions like uh, how often does Racker clean his trauma? And they walk past the room where Mariner, Tendy and Rutherford are. And Rutherford has just vomited all over himself after having swelled to enormous proportions of the swelled, unswelled back down. Uh, Ransom and Kayshan are showing Rumdar the quote unquote gift shop. But Rumdar really wants to see the warp core and Ransom's like, this guy's not that bread and they sort of start gloating over the fact that they're going to be able to fool him and then when they turn back around he's gone Rumdar, the spy is gone and they have no trace of him so they run to search and then we get a nice little montage of some more anomaly consolidation duty it's not good it's basically them entering rooms picking up things having horrible effects happen to them like ever, like what would be a full episode of star trek happens to them in like a second And they had, you know, the hypo spray. So it's actually, I thought it was very amusing that uh, these, yeah, any one of those things would be the cold open for like a TNG episode. It would be like, oh, look at this frog skull. Drop, sniff, everyone goes crazy. That's the whole episode. And the doctor has to figure out a potion, you know, a potion. Oh my God. Meanwhile, on the Pakled planet, Freeman, Captain Freeman's like, well, then, listen, I need to speak to someone in charge. They want to speak to uh, the queen. The queen comes out. She has a much bigger helmet. The queen wants to speak to Rumdar to make sure that they haven't killed the prisoner, but as we just said, Ransom and Kayshawn have lost track of Rumdar, so Freeman says he's in the bathroom, but that they should negotiate a ceasefire, and the queen says she doesn't have a helmet big enough to negotiate that. Womp, womp, womp. Red shirts are helping Bormler become more captain-y, so they help him with his posture, and they modify his uniform, and he gets like it's like calf implants or something. And they change his hair, give him a different haircut. They basically give Boimler a makeover. He's t- a serious glow up for Boimler. And he runs into his group of friends and Tendy's pretty like excited about how good he looks. But Mariner is not feeling the whole ACD work and Mariner is getting upset at Tendy for looking at the bright side. Meanwhile, Boimler gets more lessons in like how to give a rousing speech to be a real captain, you know, uh, he has to picture himself like Riker on the bridge, and he gives a speech. And everyone in the red shirts applauds, and it's great. Uh, the I guess the sort of, like, final ACD thing is they go to Dr. Miglomo's room, and Tendy's upset that Mariner and Rutherford have been complaining, so she's like, I'll do it myself. And she's in there doing it herself, and she opens up a storybook, and rampaging energy-based pigs enter the room, and then a big slug swallows Tendy, and then she comes out of its butt. Uh, and then Tandy's like, you know what? This does suck. Uh, down on the Packlet planet, uh, Freeman and Shax have been surrounded. The Packlet king shows up. He's got a bigger helmet Then the emperor of the Packlet shows up. He's got a bigger helmet. And then rebels storm the palace and they kill the emperor and they kill the king and maybe the queen too. And the rebel becomes the new leader when he puts the thing on. Uh, basically things are going terribly. And the red shirts back on the ship are walking through the hall. And they're telling Boimler, basically, like, you look good, you sound good. But here's the thing. You need to act the part of a command staff. You need to get rid of your, your stupid friends. You always end up, quote, hell, elbow deep in some kind of slime.
1: And Boimler, what does Boimler say? It could be for quotable moments, but I still think he said, this is, this is Starfleet.
0: This is Starfleet. There's always slime. That's what, that's what we do. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back to the ACD. Tendy's holding this cube that's, like, affecting her mood, and she's mad about how it didn't work out, and she tells him that she's the one that actually volunteered them all for ACD because she thought they would do something cool and fun and see some cool stuff together, and the cube makes her eye go light. Anyway, she turns into a giant green scorpion, and she attacks Mariner and Rutherford, and then she starts attacking the whole ship, and she runs into Seven Forwards. And starts attacking people there and everything's going completely insane. The red shirt, shirts see this and they're like, we're going to step up and do something about this. And so they each step forward and start giving speeches at the same time. Cause that's all they know how to do is give inspiring speeches. Boiler steps up. He finds out about the cube. He realizes it's an ataxian mood shifter. So he goes to the replicator, gets some hot beans, spills that on himself. That makes the scorpion laugh. He gets some birthday cake with lit candles he falls while he's holding that. That makes the scorpion laugh. He basically lights himself on fire and then finally just shoots like a stream of food out uh, of the replicator at himself, which allows Tendy to drop her scorpion form. And he covers himself in slime and saves the day. Uh, the red certs see this and they basically like grimace and walk away. Meanwhile, Ransom and Kaishan have found Rumdar, the wily thing that he is. He. Sent himself out of a uh, space, an airlock, so he's frozen in space. Dr. Chianna is able to bring him back because Paclids are apparently super strong and able to deal with that. And then he immediately asks for all their codes, which Ransom and Keshad are just like, We're just sending him back to the planet. You're obviously a spy. Captain and Shax are surrounded on the planet when Rumdar returns. And then all the Paclids laugh, Ha 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 ha. You thought Rumdar was a prisoner, but he was a spy. And now he knows everything about you, including how awesome your bathrooms are. Oh, yes, because the reason Rumdar was in space is that he thought he was going to the bathroom in an airlock and then pressed the flush button and flushed himself out into space. Uh, And he says, we fooled you. You're so dumb, Captain Freeman. And Captain Freeman is able to use reverse psychology on this spy and say, oh, gosh, um, I wish we knew what secrets you didn't tell us because you're such a good spy. And he goes, we didn't tell you anything about our plan to, to smuggle a bomb onto Earth. Ha, 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 ha. And then uh, Freeman and Jacks are like, great, we're out of here. <laughs> and the backwoods <laughs> are still super happy about it. Oh, yeah. they For a second, they realize that her name is Captain Freeman. But then at the end of that scene, they go back to saying she's Jane White. <laughs> anyway, uh, the rest is kind of a wrap up. Tendy and Rutherford and Mariner make up. They all apologize. The red shirts run into Boimler and they're like, you can't come to the acting captain's thing. Uh, and Boimler was like, you know what? All you do is imitate other captains. I don't want to be like you. We got to do work. That's what Lower Decks is about. And then uh, all the other uh, ensigns, except for uh, what's his tush? I knew I was going to say it.
1: Ensign Casey?
0: Ensign Casey. Thank you. Thought I would written names everywhere. But, you know, got to get a what's his tush in there. Am I right? Of course. They're all like, you know what? Maybe we'll just focus on being better Starfleet officers and not acting like captains and Casey gets to do the, permit, the, the, the not a promotion, it's like a position to be acting captain for a while if it should happen, uh, and he's super happy about that, but Ransom, who grants it to him, really doesn't care, and he walks past him and says to Blomer, hey, you showed a great ladyship out there, saving us and saving the ship. Freeman shows up, she takes the bridge crew back for a drink, which actually does leave Ensign Casey in charge of the bridge, so he gets up and he sits in the captain's chair, and he feels really great for about four seconds, and then there's a shift change, and he's told to go clean up the airlock that the pack led used the bathroom in. Uh, that's definitely from my quotable moments. And at the end, the epilogue was really out. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was the end of the episode was just going to be like, oh, happy days. But instead, they find, like, some sort of communication device, and they decide to, <laughs> Greg, call the, like, oh, yeah. Armus. It's like the sad, the puddle of, of sad death. Yeah, P- Puddle of Evil or whatever.
1: Puddle of Oil, the sort of humanoid in The one the that oil killed uh, Tasha.
0: Tasha, Yasha, Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Tasha, Tasha. Tasha Tar. Uh, and they basically crit Gollum and he's like, I will kill you when I find you. And they all laugh and it's fantastic. So they've they that's what they do for kicks. And here endeth episode six of season two of Lower Decks, A Spy Among Us. yeah it was good times.
1: it was a good one.
0: I very much like this episode. It had a lot of i can I can only assume it had a lot of Easter eggs.
1: well, you would think I was expecting Easter eggs within the a c d segment of oh, here's this crap that came from like some episode, and there weren't any yeah, not that I spotted
0: oh yeah, they all, it was all sort of like references to things that might have
1: yes, exactly
0: crystals and skulls yeah. and books that come to life was there some was there not a plot of like TNG that was like people's imaginary folk yeah you know, what was the thing with Stillskin shows up and stuff like that on TNG I'm pretty sure that was TNG maybe that was Deep Space Nine where like folk stories that you knew from your childhood were coming true I think it was actually it was Deep Space Nine because O'Brien was imagining Stillskin. And Rob Stillskin was there. It was first. That sounds about right. Anyway, should we move on to? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's me once again, and we shall go immediately to Easter Egg Corner with our correspondent, our Easter Egg correspondent, Stevie Man. Stevie, what have we got for us?
1: Well, hi there, Augie. Hi there. How are you? Happy to be here as always. And uh, so we had a couple of Easter eggs here down on the uh, series set, set. Set, the set. Of lower decks. I want to say the set of, of set phasers, and that was not correct. Um, mm-hmm. The deck of set phasers. <laughs> the deck of set phasers. Oh, dear. Um, but mostly, I mean, the only Easter egg I was really able to find, and it was so obvious it wasn't even an Easter egg, but was Armus. And it was, you know, that callback to Skin of Evil right. and that crank call. And when I watched, um, I do a little bit of digging, but when I watched a little interview yeah. with Mike McMahon, he uh, said that when he was a kid and he watched Skin of Evil, He's obviously about our age. Um, he said he was so scared yeah. of that episode that this for him was kind of cu- like payback to get get back at armas. I mean, yeah,
0: that, that episode is terrifying. It's like the mm. first it's the first one where someone in the crew dies, yep. so it's real consequences, and they like couldn't shoot it or talk to it or reason with it. Yep. you know
1: and Riker got pulled into it.
0: Yeah, Riker got pulled in. I think the cat the, um, the doctor was injured in the shuttle, right.
1: Oh, no, Troy was in the shuttle.
0: No, no, no. She came down and was able to reason.
1: And she was trying to piss him off, which I think eventually worked. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Yes, indeed. But that was really my main Easter egg. Did you see any else?
0: No, I didn't see any specific Easter
1: eggs.
0: I think think obviously the secret plan to blow up Earth is going to be a huge part of the end of the season. But who knows? Mm -hmm. You know? They can resolve that yeah. in a week and go somewhere absolutely crazy. But sounds like fun. Sounds like we real, real fun things are in the offing. Yeah, I didn't see any other Easter eggs.
1: No, I'm trying to think of like characters or whatever, but there wasn't anything. Even you know in the, the mess hall, nothing. Not that I was disappointed. Like it was a great episode, and I think they are in terms of the yeah. way that the story arc is going. We're starting to see mm-hmm. development from season one. It's not just the same, and like, yeah, it's changing. And like, right. so I'm. Fully appreciative, uh, and I don't mind that I have less to do in my little segment. So, Anki, Anki, oh, hey, hey there, Anki. Uh, yeah. yes, that's everything here from the deck of set phasers and uh, whatever I'm supposed to set the deck of, fuck. That's everything here for Easter <laughs> eggs it's back to you in the studio. Bye.
0: Thank you very much for the deck of set phasers or the set of deck phasers. <laughs> we bring you Easter eggs every week as soon as we can find them now on to our next segment quotable moments
1: quotable moments that was queued up nicely normally there's a thing of oh fuck where did that button go
0: oh yeah you nailed it um i have a couple obviously i loved hey boimler how often did Riker clean his trombone and then when Mm -hmm. when boimler says all the time it's like a thing that he does uh ensign casey says i need to learn to blow something brass (laughs) so stupid yeah. Obviously, this is a this isn't a friendship. It's a starship. Are you a star or not?
1: Yes, that was classic.
0: <laughs> and I thought there was one more in my list here, but maybe I didn't. Oh, uh, it's when uh, Boimler is uh, subjecting himself to all sorts of humiliation in order to stop Tendy from being a rampaging scorpion. When it starts to work, Rutherford uh, exclaims it's working her emotional armor is weakening I thought that was cute
1: <laughs> that was cute i nearly stopped to write down all of the things that he asked the replicator for but i i didn't oh god
0: i almost did that too i was like okay happy i was like what birthday <laughs> no no this is stupid uh it's a lot of food he just has shot a lot of him. stuff
1: there was one thing i think i liked at the beginning and it was shacks and he was talking to freeman and he was talking about um how well she negotiated something. And he said, if you do Picard-level peace brokering like that, they might give you an Enterprise.
0: Yeah, that's great. The
1: next Enterprise. I'm quite like that. Uh,
0: Speaking of Shaxx, when he says to Ensign Casey, when he's like, get out of my seat, when he is taking over the bridge, he says, go clean up. (laughs) He says, go clean up Airlock 17. The pack led did something unspeakable in there.
1: That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. Um, let's see, I had two more. I think one was the pack led. And he goes, I am now pack led leader. Behold my giant helmet. Yes. It's just stupid, but I liked it. So dumb. Yes. So dumb. And actually, now this is this isn't necessarily an Easter egg, but I thought this was and you can argue this either way, but Rutherford, when they were talking about Tendy and her being so excited and enthusiastic, he said, We should have fed off your enthusiasm, not try to tamp it down. And there is chatter about whether that was a comment from Mike McMahon as to some of the Star Trek forums where, you know, people, people can be a bit negative about how other people feel about things. Um, So I thought that was an interesting thought. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't doubt that Mr. McMahon uh, put that in deliberately Mm. because it does. Yeah. It speaks to not only to the Star Trek credo, but also to the idea that, uh, yeah people can be listen it's all love here it's Set phasers but yeah sometimes people are very uh very mean about other star treks because they want to. yeah or they're like how could he possibly have gone back in time to save the whales is that possible doesn't matter it's like yeah no it's fiction. obviously we like to have a good time here it's all love uh but i like the the idea that uh you know people have to You know, feed off each other's enthusiasm as opposed to tamping it down. Indeed, It's important for Star Trek science, science fiction. And with that, shall we move on to next time? Let's. Next time on Set Phasers. Next time on Set Phasers, I'll be in uh, Texas, probably. I don't know. But we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 7 of Set Phasers. And uh, who knows what will happen there. Maybe uh, the Earth will explode because of the Packwood Bomb. Who can say? Anyway, if you're willing to do it, we're willing to do it. Uh, Thank you so much for checking out our program. If you like what you hear, you can hear other episodes of it or new episodes. It comes out every Monday wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Oh crap, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yes, you can follow <laughs> us on all of the things, set phasers and at Set phasers podcast. Um hashtag meme games strong and I'm uh, I'm working on I'm working on that. Working working hard on some hashtag meme games strong things
0: working on some hashtag meme game strong things and if you like what you what we're doing here if you want to continue to, if you want to support our continuing mission to discover what star trek has in store for us and there's so much there's picard there's uh the rest of the lower decks there's strange new worlds who knows when that's coming out there's season uh, four season four of discovery oh god we need to go back and watch all of season three uh then you can go to patreon.com slash set phasers and join our Patreon, our patrons. There, mm. our patrons, I, I, patrons. Yeah. That, that's how you say the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have many cool levels, and uh, we do some cool things with our patrons, uh, including a monthly watch along of some Star Trek, which we'll set up for Tom.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, yes, set that up. We will do so. We have a lot about what we want to watch. Packlet stuff. Do we do the packlets? We've done that yet? We
0: okay. could. I'm just in the mood to watch something weird. I'm kind of in the mood to watch Enterprise. So I don't know if that's just a
1: cool dumb No, no, thing. no I'm up for that. I'm, I'm game.
0: Just, I want to hear that theme song. I don't know why.
1: We could take a break and listen to it right now if you want to.
0: I don't think that's wise. <laughs> I have to keep my head in the game here.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, until next time, I am Stevie Mans.
0: And I am, I uh, forgot. Like, to, oh, I'm a sad puddle that. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> well, no, I like to come up <laughs> oh, with something oh, cool Oh, from I the thought episode, you just But I forgot. I haven't had your coffee yet.
0: I am. Who am I? Yes. And I am someone who's tired. Uh, and this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast.
1: Computer. End program. <laughs>